Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. We're black, we're brown, ambition. <laughs> I'm so excited about this episode, Manja, because we have one of our faves on, Sharon Epperson of CNBC. She's going to talk to us about what do we need to do, Sharon? We're scared, we're scared, we're unsure. Uh, these wacky, wild financial times that are happening out there. What should we do? Sharon is the dopest. Um, I can't wait to chat with her, shall we? Let's start. Sharon Epperson, thank you so much for coming to our rescue. <laughs> You're going to fix everything, <laughs> right, Sharon? You're going to make... Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but I will definitely commiserate and try to give you some guidance on what I've learned so far. Well, this is just an unprecedented time. And, you know, our listeners come to us for answers to their everyday personal finance questions. And it feels like a little bit like the questions we're getting now are very much like the ones we've always gotten. You know, should I be investing for savings? Should I roll over my 401k? You know, um, should I pay off my credit card debt versus my student loan debt? But there's just this underlying current of, oh, yeah, the world is falling apart and <laughs> I may not have a job tomorrow. And, you know, let's just start off by sharing a little bit about personal experiences. You know, right now, my my dad lost his job today. Um, oh, wow. he's, a, he's a transit worker in Atlanta. He rides, drives the bus for special needs passengers and they furloughed him without pay. And he's texting me all day, you know, how does he do unemployment and things like, you know, what about his 401k matching? And like all these things are hitting him and, and hitting me while I'm trying to work with a baby at home, losing my mind. Tiff, on your end, what's it like? Uh, honestly, like I, my family is for the most part, okay. Um, but it's really like, through the budget needs to platform. We're just getting so many questions. I mean, people are really scared. I can't tell you how many people who are my age or younger who are legitimately like, I'm going to take all the money of my bank account or I'm going to withdraw everything from my 401k or should I even contribute to a 401k? Or what do I do mm -hmm. if I don't have any savings? There's a lot of fear and uncertainty. And, you know, it, I try to answer as many questions as I can, but oh my gosh, like my DMs are blowing up and I'm like, ah, the answers. It's just been worrisome all, all like all around. And so I'm glad Sharon is here today. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. I, I mean, I'm worried too. I'm anxious too. It's really hard. You know, I have a 14-year-old daughter and a 17-year-old son, my husband too. I came in contact with someone who had COVID-19. So I've been self-isolating from my own family. 
for now I'm at day 13. Tomorrow, finally, I'll be allowed to be near them and not have to have social distance in my own home. Mm. But it is very, very difficult, you know, and it's hard to separate how emotional I am about um, and anxious I am about making sure that I keep my family safe and healthy and also how um, stressed I am about our own family's financial situation. Even though I know we're going to be fine, it's just it's unsettling. And I, I and again, no one has all of the answers. And so it, it's been a difficult time, I think, for everyone. Well, why don't we tackle the first questions people are having, which I think have to do with what do, do I need to do anything? So starting with people who have their nest egg in retirement, I mean, what answer do you give them? Because if they're like me, they have logged into their 401k, even though we told them not to. We said, don't touch your face, don't touch your 401k. But <clears throat> I did it. And it's down nearly 30%, which is painful. It's like, why did I even bother saving for the last year and a half? Um, But what advice do you have for people on what should I do with my nest egg right now? So I want to back up real quick before we think about the nest egg and think about the overall financial picture. Because I think people are looking at that nest egg and they are looking at their 401k or IRA balance and they're totally freaking out. Why did I ever put my money in the stock market? I should never have done that. But that's not the whole picture for your financial life, or probably shouldn't be. And so one of the things that I did to calm myself down this morning is I made a list of what my new goals are, Sharon's new money goals. And my new money goals are, I'm nervous. So if I'm nervous, that makes me know that I do not have enough money in cash savings Mm. to not be nervous. So that's my first thing. How am I going to increase that cash cushion? Um, The next thing I had on my plate was, you know, I do have credit card debt. I don't like having credit card debt. And I know that that card companies, some of them are going to be more lenient in terms of waiving interest. And But eventually, I have to pay off this money. Um, they're not saying you're never going to have to pay your money. They're maybe more lenient in how you get it paid. So that's something that I know I want to deal with because the interest rates there are, are way more than down 30%, right? And then the other part was I don't want to stop investing. I know that I need to invest because I know I'm going to be working probably for at least another decade or two. I'm not, I'm going to be retired. I hope if I'm healthy another decade or two after that, I need growth. So I need to be in the stock market, but not feel so clobbered when it's down 30%. So how do I put some money there and still, um, you know, be able to do some of these other goals? Um, And then the other thing I decided to do was Eventually this week, I'm going to start my taxes. I know we have until July 15th to do our taxes, but if I'm going to get a refund, and I'm not certain that I will, but if there's a possibility, I want my money. I want my money as soon as possible. I had the so same thought today. That was, my, that was my checklist. And in terms of what, what I thought about the 401k, and I think people who are really nervous might want to think about it this way, if your company is offering you a matching contribution, you don't want to miss out on that free money because there's no free money anywhere right now. And so I wanted to make sure that I'm contributing up to that amount. But any amount that I was doing over that, which I was doing, I'm not not going to do anymore. I'm going to put that money into just cash savings because that's where I'm most nervous. I'm going to try to believe that what has happened historically and what financial advisors say as after every market correction over the next decade or so, the market comes back. You don't want to miss out on that. Sometimes it even goes higher. We have seen that happen again. These times are unprecedented, so who knows if it's going to happen again. But I don't want to lock in losses. I don't want to sell at a loss. Um, So I'm not trying to sell anything that's in that 401k, but I want to be more prudent 
about the money that's going in there and where it's going. So talk a little bit about your decision to, you're not not contributing to your 401k, but you're diverting some of the savings you would have put in there toward your cash savings, your cash cushion. So for people who are wondering what's more important right now, putting money in the market or putting it in my cash savings, like what's swaying your decision the most right now? If you lose your job, what do you have as a cushion? Do you have to go into your 401k and take a loan, take a hardship withdrawal, or do you have money in the bank that you could access? And in my case, I want to make sure I have money in the bank that I can access. I know that there's a lot going on in Washington about making hardship withdrawals easier or waiving penalties if you take some of the money out. Nothing is etched in stone yet. They're still wrangling over this stuff. So right now I need to know what can I do and not rely on someone else to to be in control, but what can I do to control making myself feel more comfortable? And that's putting more money in savings, not stopping, not completely stopping investing, but scaling back. So if you are someone, Sharon, who feels fairly comfortable, because we do have listeners who are like, okay, I've got my six months or my eight months in emergency savings. And um, I do have like extra money coming in. So should I should I invest more heavily into the market now, knowing that if I were to lose my job, I I do have you know um, some money to to lean back on. So what do I do if I'm if I'm if I do have savings? Okay, so if you have money to invest, you already have an emergency fund. You know your job is pretty secure. You're secure with what your income is going to be, and you have no credit card debt. You should absolutely be investing even more money right now. If you have that money, put it to work. Buy the stocks when they're at these very low prices. And if you are many years away from retirement and you have a decade or more to see this money grow, you want to you want to be in the market. So absolutely, you should be investing if you've done those things already. Okay, gotcha. Let's let's talk about people who are in jeopardy of losing their jobs. I think that is the. I mean, I I've, I made the mistake of watching CNN when I wasn't you know holding a crying baby or trying to work today. And he said this, the chair of the St. Louis Federal Reserve or the bank of, what is it called? Oh, my brain is dead. The bank. So, yes. You know what I mean? St. Louis Fed. Yes. A very yes, St. Louis Fed. Very mm-hmm. smart economist person okay. who projected that unemployment could possibly go up to 30 percent, which uh, is, I believe, worse. I told you it was a mistake. The, then the Great Depression. Wasn't it 20 percent during the Great Depression? 20 oh percent. Yes. So we're oh and, and he would not back down on that number, even when the reporter interviewing him asked him, well, what if this uh, what if Congress gets their act together and passes this, you know, this rescue plan or whatnot, this one point eight trillion dollar package? And he was like, because it'll be 30. And like I said, my dad today is already a victim, like so many others are, of how quickly this has just, you know, just ripped the legs out from under a lot of businesses. You know, my dad's a a bus driver for public transit in Atlanta. He's been furloughed without pay. So for people who are scared about losing their jobs or who have unfortunately just lost their job, Sharon, like what are some things that they can do to to cope with it? Well, we've been writing about this a lot on CNBC.com, and I would urge listeners to go to CNBC com slash invest in you. Check out a story I just did where someone asked this question about where are the jobs? Amazon's hiring 100,000 people. Uh, Walmart's hiring 150,000 people. Where are the jobs right now? Well, if you are a warehouse, you have refrigerator services, you work with grocery stores, you work, you're going to need someone to drive trucks from place to one place to another. There are restaurants that are still 
able to function, mostly pizza chains. And one of the things I did today was for a group of nurses, I ordered pizza lunch for them Mm. because they're on the front lines. And, you know, the person who delivered the pizza happened to be the owner of the store, but he's still in operation. Um, Mm. And so I think what people who have who are concerned about, well, let's start if you've lost your job, you need to immediately start thinking differently because you've lost your job likely because your company or your industry is unable to function like it used to. And at the moment, and maybe for a long time. So how can you use the skills that you already have for another position? What type of driving jobs are there in the Atlanta area for Walmart, for Kroger, for Stop and Shop? I don't think Stop and Shop is in the South. But Publix, you Kroger. Get my idea. <laughs> Pub, right. Kroger. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not necessarily, It's it, for many people, it's not going to be the job that they'd ideally want. It may not be the industry that they'd ideally like to be in but it's income that they need. And so I think it's very important to look at all these places. And in the story, I have several companies that are hiring right now that I've listed. The thing to also keep in mind is companies that really do need workers right now, they need them fast. So the usual process of interviewing or meeting somebody, they don't have time for that. So there's a lot of virtual interviewing going on, virtual screening and hiring before they've even seen you. So if you are, if you, Come correct, as we say, as you, if you really have your stuff together, your LinkedIn profile for those who are in those industries is already, you know, up to date. And you've, you've been working on that because you've been nervous about what's going to happen with your job. And if you're going to be furloughed, be ready to jump on an opportunity because people who want to hire now need to hire right now. I guess I'll just add not to make this all about my family, but the, the crazy thing about this economic situation is that there's also a healthcare crisis at hand. So the advice for my dad, you know, my brother and I are talking about this. We're trying to think of a way of how we can send him money so he doesn't have to look for another job. So he doesn't have to be out there at risk yeah. because he's in his, he's close to um, retirement himself. He has a pre-existing condition and we're worried about him out there. Look, we were already worried about him being a bus driver, to be honest. I'm a little, I'm a little like relieved Relief. that he's forced to stay home now because he, talk about trying to convince your parents to stay in one place. It is hard out here. Okay. But yeah, it's just, you're, it's, you, I, I want to tell him he, he's already looking. Of course he is. He's a very, you know, ambitious yeah. man who's used to working, but I'm just like, can we send it's you money and you just sit down? Yeah. <laughs> sit down. Well, that's another thing. I mean, these, these conversations that I know you both have and we have because we talk about money with each other and with everybody who we come in contact with all the time, but many people never have that money talk with their family members. So they have no idea you know, um, whether their parents are struggling, whether their siblings are struggling before this happened. Mm. And so add to that a job loss and now they're out. They really, they do need help right away. And so this is a time to have that conversation of not just don't go outside. How you doing? You okay? You know, what have you watched on Netflix? But what are you doing to make sure you're going to be okay financially? Can I ask Sharon, do you think, I read somewhere that um, small businesses account for 65% of of, of all jobs in the U.S. is that what this 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 economic this um, economist is saying is driving why he's anticipating so many jobs being lost that so many small businesses are going to be put out of business as a result of of this this economic downturn that we're experiencing. I think it's that, and it's also there's just so much uncertainty of how long we're going to be on lockdown in various places. I mean, how long are we going to be have a hundred percent stay at home order? Um, unless we're an essential worker. It could be months. And so it doesn't just 
impacts small businesses. It impacts larger businesses where certain positions are considered non-essential and people are forced to stay home, but their companies have not equipped them and companies have not thought through how they could do telework. And so it's it's a lot of industries, not just small businesses that are going to be impacted. I mean, our entire economy is based on people spending money. That's what that's what keeps us ticking. So if like I personally, uh, this coronavirus scare has been sadly enough great for my finances because I'm not going anywhere. I refuse to spend anything we don't need because I'm like batting down the hatches. I'm going to put everything I can into cash savings right now. And that is what's hurting other businesses. I I think I see an Instagram, Michelle Obama is posting and, and encouraging people to buy gift certificates for their favorite nail salon or their favorite, like you said, pizza place or small business to help those businesses keep going. But I'm over here thinking, well, I don't really want to spend money right yeah. now. And I'm so sorry. And that that is, I think, well, the crux of it. Well, I thought about that, too. And then I've thought about also, I mean, I could buy a gift certificate now, maybe, but I'd never use it or I won't use it for six months yeah. or, you know, or, when you know, when I order pizza today, I did have a friend say, you better check that out. I heard the virus can last on pizza boxes for 24 oh, hours. God. I'm like, oh, what? my gosh. <laughs> OK, what? check the facts. I, I don't know about that. <laughs> what? But I worried. I'm like, that's the last thing I want to do is give people on the front lines in the medical profession get them sick. Thanks, Sharon. (laughs) But you, but you just, uh, you know, but you just don't know, you don't know. And so, um, yeah, I think that that lack of spending is a, is going to be around for a while. It's like, so how do you balance that? Because I'm not going to lie. My advice to folks has been hunker down and to preserve your capital. But then I, I understand that in doing so, it's not necessarily what's best for the economy, but I'm like, well, what's best for, for Sharon, for Mandy, for Tiffany, because if I say, well, yes, continue to spend with your 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 local small business, but then, you know, you're out of work, you become out of work for six months. How does that work? It's like, how do you balance what's for the greater good of the full economy versus what's for the greater good of you and your family, you know? Well, if you're financially sound when this is all said and done, What's the first thing you're going to want to do? I want to want to get go buy something, you know, have a nice cocktail or something. <laughs> mm. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I, you know, you're going to want to do something. I'm definitely going to want to get my nails done. I want to get my nails done. You're going to spend money, I think, when I, I don't know. I think people will want to spend when this is over. But right now they don't want to. And so that's why we will probably see this dramatic drop in jobs. And we're going to see this dramatic drop in spending for this time period. But it, the hope is that it's going to come back just may not come back for a while and may not come back to the same degree of where it was before. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. 
Insure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Can we talk really quickly about our elected leaders? Because the Senate right now is grappling with, and I keep using that word grappling. I don't know why it got stuck in my head. Anyway, they are bickering, of course, about this um, relief package, $1.8 trillion relief package. Democrats and Republicans can't agree on all the other junk they're trying to stuff into it. But the the purpose of this bill, and it's the I think it's the third such bill that Congress has um, moved to pass quickly to offer some relief, this is the one that would potentially be sending checks directly or even direct deposited into Americans' bank accounts to help them bridge the gap with this crisis. We're talking about $2,400, I think, for a family. You get a a certain additional amount if you have children. Um, It's all varied by income. And of course, if you earn over a certain amount, you probably don't qualify for any um, a cash at all. But so let's say, Sharon, like everyone gets a thousand bucks in the mail. Andrew Yang's dream came true. I mean, everyone gets a a, a Mm thousand bucks. Is it enough? Like, even if they pass, this number just sounds mind boggling, but is it enough? Like, will will this actually move the needle for people with their their finances? I think that the threshold um, for income was around 75,000. Again, everything could be changed by final legislation. Um, and checks for $1,200 per person. And as you said, extra for if you have children. For some people, that's going to be much needed. I mean, for many people, any amount of money will be needed. But it does not replace figuring out how you're going to help yourself. That's the whole thing. I mean, you know, there are so, we have gotten so many questions about these checks. How big is it? How can I get it? How soon can I get it? What? But no questions about, or I, or fewer questions about, how can I make sure that I'm doing the right thing? Sometimes people are saying, I've been doing the right thing. What, 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 what more can I do? But more often, they're waiting. They want to know what's in the works to help me. What's in the works, the way that Congress has been bickering over everything for the last several years, should let you know it's going to take a while if this is going to go through. It may take a while. And even if it gets passed quickly, how fast are um, the different agencies going to be able to get the money to you? It's not all going to just, you know, the Treasury Secretary is going to sit there from his desk and write checks to people. That's not how it's work. So so the process of that, of this, is also might be longer, a longer period of time than some people think. And in that time, you still have rent. Do you still have your mortgage? You still have to pay for groceries. How are you going to be doing that? And I think people have to put, it, again, there's so much stress, so much anxiety, so much worry So, you know, I don't want people to feel like what she's telling me to do yet another thing, but it's your financial life. Yeah. You have to be in control of it. Personally, I don't trust those 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 clowns on Capitol Hill. I don't. I mean, it's been shit show after shit show for such a long time. I agree. It's put your life vest on first. I wouldn't worry about big businesses surviving or not. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like we have to we have to fight for our own financial survival. Um, One thing that I want to mention as well is, like you said, people have to take care of themselves. I agree. We have to take care of ourselves first and put our own oxygen mask on first before anybody else's. I want people to know that 
because things are not really figured out yet, because no one really knows exactly how this is going to play out, you sort of have to put yourself, not sort of, you should put yourself in the driver's seat and pick up the phone today. And if you're worried about hitting your mortgage payment next month or your credit card bill or, or, or you know, you may not make it this month, I would say call the banks, you know, call them directly. You can Google and try to find out what so-and-so bank's policy about coronavirus, um, you know, relief package, you know, what it looks like online. But I feel like just call them yourself um, and tell them you're struggling and see if there's something that can be done. We've heard anecdotally from people sending questions through my company, you know, we do personal finance content too, that some banks are, you know, for, you know, uh, gonna, you know, last year, the interest charges, they'll waive them, or maybe they'll give you longer to make your credit card bill. Um, and now mortgage lenders are also potentially creating some sort of relief, increasing the availability of forbearance uh, programs for borrowers. So there's things out there, but all the experts we talked to have just said, you have to be proactive and call people and, and, and try to access them. That's absolutely right. You definitely have to put calls in. And I, I've been doing that myself this week, actually. I've been trying to do what all of these experts have told me from various places, comparecards.com being one of them, which is go through your credit card bills and figure out what charges might be on there that you didn't realize you were still paying for these recurring mm -hmm. charges. And I discovered that I have two, or I had until yesterday, two Amazon Prime accounts. Wow. What? And so today I got an extra $130 in my, on my American Express bill as a credit, which I then used to pay for the pizza lunch for the nurses. But um, nice. I was shocked that I did that, but I went through and I'm like, why do I have this? And then, and I'd call the company and like, what does this even mean? What is this for? I had something that was a insurance for my sewer. I'm like, why do I have that for my sewer line? But then I'm like, well, if I'm homebound, I want to have all the protections on my house that I can. But the point being that there are probably things that you're paying, there may be things that you're paying for that you don't even realize that you're paying for that you don't have any business paying for now. Gym memberships, you know, again, you want your gym to be there when you when all this is over. But right now, do you really need to be paying a gym membership? I don't know. They're just things to think about. But you have to call. You have to go through, do some homework and do some calling and be prepared, as I did, to sit on the phone for 20 minutes before somebody mm -hmm. picks up. Or be industrious enough to use the chat. I mean, they're much faster on oh, the chat. I love the live chat. So just, you know, yeah, live chat is great. And I, you know, it, it, it worked out really, really well. And then you can also just, you know, <clears throat> get their videos out there that also someone walked me through how to look at my Apple ID to make sure I'm not paying for subscriptions for these teenagers that I never <laughs> knew about. <laughs> <laughs> they love to press a button, don't they? And I'm like, right. And I'm like, why is this $14.99 a month on my card? Mm. Oh, yeah, we don't need that. I mentioned the fact that, you know, we may be getting, there may be forbearance programs through mortgage lenders and credit card companies may offer some relief for their customers, you know, whether it's saying we'll give you a grace period of 90 days versus 15 or whatever. But I don't know if I even trust that. As a, as a diligent bill payer who gets excited about when paycheck comes and loves to pay bills right away, I don't know if I'd feel comfortable taking a chance and saying, oh, well, Bank of America's got my back. Like, no, I don't think they, not that I bank with them. But anyway, you know, big bank AYZ has, a, a, uh, XYZ has my back. I, I don't know if I feel comfortable doing that, even though, you know, there may be programs out there people can take advantage of. You know, depending on where you are with your payments, whatever the borrowing is that you're doing, waiving interest and waiving a penalty or a late fee may be truly pennies compared to what your balance due is. And they're not saying your balance due has gone away. 
they're not saying your principal balance is wiped out in most of the, in what I've read. And again, things are constantly changing. So there may be um, some changes to this, but you're absolutely right. You can't bank on that. Literally, you're still going to have to pay that money at some point. It's, a, it, you know, it's the same with, with the tax situation where people are like, you know, I don't have to do it until July 15th. Yeah, but they're not saying you don't owe then at July 15th. It's that you have until then to pay what you owe before being penalized, potentially penalized. I think it's really smart to figure out how you can work with them to make, out, make payments that you can afford, but realize that you still are going to have to pay something, at least event, eventually. The other thing I wanted to point out when we're saying, you know, to make a call, I don't know how many of your listeners are like, you know, when we talk about financial advisors, think those are only for rich people. Mm -hmm. The um, Financial Planning Association has just released some information today that they are going to be providing free, no strings financial guidance with certified financial planners who are making themselves available uh, at no no cost. Ah. And so if you go to one the word one spelled out, fpa.org slash pro bono planning. You can see a list of certified financial planners, professional members of the Financial Planning Association who are making themselves available to help you for free. So no one should say, I I can't afford a financial advisor. There are a bunch of financial advisors that are ready and willing to help you. And you don't have to do every single thing they say. You can just explain your financial situation Ask some questions about, you know, based on what you've heard us say, what your situation is, what you want to do, what you think you can do, and just get their advice. And this is a great way to introduce yourself to having financial advice and working with a financial advisor. Um, but it's also a great way to get some concrete advice that you can put into action right now if you think that you can take these steps. What's that website again, Sharon? OneFPA.org slash pro bono planning. Okay. I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes for those of y'all on your phones right now. Well, for people who come to us for their financial advice, which we always say, you guys, come on, get a a, a professional. But of course, we'll always be happy to share our own tips and tricks. Um, Tiffany and I both have financial planners, uh, and I think this is their time to shine because they really stop people from doing dumb stuff. But in lieu of a financial planner, let's take another question from a listener, if you guys don't mind. This This is back to investing, but it's more specific. I don't think we touched on this earlier. This question comes from listener Tracy from our email. Again, you can email us brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com with your questions. She says, during this time of the stock market crashing because of coronavirus, I've lost over $11,000 in my 401k and I'm panicking. Should I change some of my investments or just leave it alone to bounce back once this is all over and the stock market recovers? Thanks in advance. So specifically, not whether she should cash it out, but should she change anything? What do you think, Sharon? Well, again, it depends on how old she is, how far away she is from retirement. But if she's uncomfortable, then even probably at any age, maybe she should have a little bit of that 401k if it's all in stock and stock funds. She should put a little bit of it in fixed income, in some fixed income fund. If she's in a target date fund, uh, it's supposed to be getting more conservative as you get older. But right now, if you're in your 20s or 30s, probably 100%, 90% in stocks, and you're completely freaking out, then you don't want to be in an age-based plan. If you're a young adult and and you are almost completely in stocks, you may not want to do that in an age-based plan. You may want to kind of pick the, the investments yourself now and make sure you have some more fixed income. So this is, again, a perfect opportunity for you to talk to someone or also many employers, some larger employers, actually have 
you know, some tools on the website of their your benefits department website uh, for your company where you can kind of go through a calculator and see and they ask you about your risk tolerance. And right now it's like I'm scared. So whatever you want to tell me to do, make it so I'm not as frightened about where my money is. Um, but if you have 10 years or more until you're retiring, you're definitely going to want to be. And even 10 years or more while you're going to be in retirement, you're going to have to have some money in stocks. So if you're 20 or 30, the likelihood is, I mean, this is definitely uncharted territory. But if we are going to look back at history, there is a very strong likelihood that there there will be a rebound. We've seen recessions before, although we haven't seen necessarily. Well, we have kind of seen, well, I don't know, recession paired with the pandemic. No, we have not seen that. Um, but we have seen recessions before. The economy goes down and up and down and up again. And so if you're in your 20s or 30s and you have 10, 20, 30 years before you retire, the likelihood is that you're going to see another up. So pulling yourself out, although it might feel good in the moment, it's likely not good in the for the long haul. Yeah, I personally am in a target. I've been in a target date fund since I was in my early 20s. And I always said it was one of the smartest things I ever did. And I'm still going to stay by that, although it has lost nearly 30%. But I just try and comfort myself, like Sharon and Tiffany said, with the knowledge that it's because I am young enough to, that's why it's so aggressive right now, because the target date fund is smart. It knows that I have time ahead of me. So I just need to trust. This This is what they're meant for. Target date funds are meant to make it harder for us to mess things up and go pick things ourselves. We're supposed to set it and forget it. And I, it's hard to forget it right now, but I'm trying to just remind myself, okay, this is what it's for. And as I get older, it will become more conservative. And I am, I'm not touching, I'm not going to touch it. I'm just going to leave it where it is. And like Sharon said, I, I've thought about my emergency savings and I feel comfortable enough to to kick up my retirement savings a little bit now to try and take advantage of the low cost of investments right now. But that's that's about it. And as another disclaimer, of course, you guys should be contacting a personal financial planner where and if you can, because then you can give them a real complete picture of your finances and they can give you more specific advice tailored to, you know, your situations. Mandy, I wanted to bring up a point about target date funds because I'm in a target date fund as well, but for my children's college education and in my 529 plan. So I was completely concerned because I have a 17-year-old, so a year from now, I need to have money to be able to help fund his college education. And I was so concerned, you know, seeing the market down or the Dow down 30% and, you know, worried about where his money is going to be there for retirement it's down, but it's not down nearly as much because he's closer to going to college and he will still have four years in college that I'm going to be able to have that money grow or I hope, I don't know now, right? Um, but it, it's, I'm glad I'm there. I'm glad I'm there where something is, it's where it's automatically gotten, you know, I, I opened it when he was two. So it's gradually gotten more and more conservative and that, you know, right now, that's very comforting. So for those people who are in a target date fund in their 401k and they're closer to retirement, again, you might be very concerned because it's gone down likely because you're going to have some stocks in there, but you should not be down nearly as much as those market indices that you see on the news because you also have the fixed income part. That's really good to know about those college. We've talked about college 529 plans before. I was thinking about just opening one for my son through New York. And that's great. So you can, you, there's sort of like a retirement plan in which you kind of can pick your investments, but you can pick a target date fund, which just projects for the next like 18 years instead of 
you know, exactly. 40 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's great. Okay. So you're, hopefully your son's got enough money for college. Yeah, I know. <laughs> wow. We shall see. But he said, to the, the point we had about jobs, he just came in and said, you know, mom, I think I might have a better chance of getting a job right now because I'm like, I don't know what his rationale was. But he's like, you know, here I am 17 years old. I'm willing to do anything. You know, as people are trying to to, to come back and get back to work and do things, I think I'm going to just put myself out there and try to do as many different jobs as I can over the summer. If summer programs are canceled or if, you know, he was thinking about taking a, trying to take a class at a local college, if he's not able to do that, he said, maybe this will give me more opportunity to work. I can find jobs and do odd jobs. I don't know if that's just his wishful thinking, but I love the fact that my 17 year old is trying to figure out how to be marketable. Yeah. Bless him. I got a question from a student actually, who was like, you know, a college student. It's like, now I got, I'm forced to go home do this, you know, online, you know, learning for my college course I'm paying all this money for. And I'm a senior. And so I, you know, what does this mean for my job possibilities? I thought I was going to be interviewing right now. And I was like, this is a great time while you're stuck at home to freshen up your LinkedIn profile, to make sure your picture is awesome, (laughs) to make sure that, you know, you have all the points of everything great that you've done while you've been in college and and in high school or wherever your internships were. And I think that's true for anyone, not, and not just a, a college senior. This is a time that your your most important financial asset is often your job, right? Your income. And so if it's in jeopardy or if it's already been jeopardized, you definitely want to make sure that you're focusing on how you're showing yourself to potential employers. And for many, that's your LinkedIn profile. You can do a, a traditional resume as well, but make sure that you have it together and ready to go. And I think people will be looking there to find candidates if they are hiring. Where was that again, Sharon? You mentioned um, something on CNBC, looking for jobs. Where can they go again? So it's it's cnbc.com slash invest in you. Okay. And we've been answering a lot of your questions and it's in a piece I did today um, answering viewer questions about, you know, overcoming their coronavirus fears one of them being about where where they can find a job. Okay. I'll definitely drop a link to that in the show notes too for you guys. As a 2009 uh, college graduate recession baby, as I call myself, um, <laughs> the fact that I survived that, although I remember being a lot less freaked out, it's almost like I had less to lose when I was 21 or 22. <laughs> it's crazy. That's a crazy how much changes in a decade. Um, but I'm trying to remind myself that I, I weathered that storm and I, and I feel like, and Tiffany too, the budget Nista was born out of the Great Recession, right? And I, yep. I feel like that's our sort of talisman against this is is knowing we have survived before and we did it because we're smart and we are ambitious, like the name of the show. Huh, get it? Um, <laughs> and we, you know, and I and I've learned, and I know Tiff did too, some big painful financial lessons from that experience that are the reason why you know, I do have savings today. And Tiff, you do have savings today and we have our investments. And and I, and I just hope that if you, if you went through that great recession of 07, 08, then a lot of those lessons learned then are, are giving, have led you to the point now where, you know, life isn't completely spiraling out of control with all that's going on right now. But, you know, my, my thoughts are definitely with you guys and it's, I keep saying it, but it's so corny and it's true. We're all really in this together. Yeah. And know that, I mean, you can lose all the things and as long as you, the, the key is as long as you are here and you are healthy, you know, there's always an opportunity to rebuild. I mean, I, I, 
I'm not going to lie. There's just so much anxiety. Like even now I feel like this heaviness in my chest and I'm like, <sighs> and I'm like, cause I have, I had asthma as a kid and I'm like, I'm breathing fine. But I realized that really what it is, is anxiety because I remember how scary this was for me last time. And so if y'all know my story that I'd lost everything and, but here I am, I'm 10 years later, I'm more than prepared for this recession was prepared as I, I could be. So it's possible to regain after loss. I think that was my biggest fear back then was like, it was always going to be like this. That's what it feels like. And it's not, I think more so my, my anxiety now is really the health component and my, and my, you know, my parents because they're older, but you know, financially, you can always make more money. You can always find another job, but to stay healthy, that's, that's what we want most for you guys. I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. I keep thinking about that, you know, with my own health scare three years ago and, you know, the fact that sometimes, some many days, most days, I don't think that medically I really should be here. But, you know, it's grace that I am here. And this I see as as a wonderful opportunity to be with my family. I mean, people are always like, this, we're just too close right now. But, you know, um, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm able to spend time and we're able to, you know, six feet apart, have dinner together, six feet apart, <laughs> watch TV together. But we're together. And, um, and, and that's a wonderful blessing, actually. And it also, you know, because I, I do share and I, and I have been anxious, they know what my concerns are. They know that, you know, that um, I want to make sure that I'm saving enough, want to make sure that, you know, we have enough for college. And my, and my husband kept me in check when I was like, we're going to be stuck in this house. We should get a Peloton. He's like, that's $2,000. No, we're not. <laughs> Walk around the block, <laughs> you know? So, but we're talking about it. And we have to kind of come up with that, with that silver lining. It's snowing of all I things. So on top of all this, it has the nerve to be snowing in the New York area. So for the first time, I am going to do tonight candlelight yoga in my own home office via Zoom. Because I need, I need to just relax. I need to just, you know, normally I would go to a yoga class but I can't. So I'm going to try it. I've never done it. I hope I don't hurt myself. There's no teacher watching what I'm doing, but we have to take a minute for ourselves. And I think that's the hardest part as you know, we've been talking and answering your viewers questions about all of the concerns that they have, but you know, you're here, you're listening and you're healthy. And most likely if you're listening to us, you're healthy. So that right there is just so wonderful. Embrace that, be happy about that. be grateful for that. And then from there, figure out what what else can I do to feel better? What will make me feel better? What can I control that's going to make me feel better? Not what's Washington going to do, not what's, you know, the person who's uh, in the White House going to do. What am I going to do to try to make myself feel better about where I am right now? I think we all need to, th- to stop and think about that. Absolutely. Yeah. What can I control? I keep repeating that to myself. Exactly. What can I control? Exactly. Tiffany, what I mean, do you have anything we should share like mental health wise? I mean, are, is there anything that you love to do, Sharon, soon her candlelight yoga that's helping you cope with that anxiety right now? Honestly, it's like both helping me cope and then sometimes giving me anxiety that I'm someone that whenever I'm like fairly anxious um, and I'm not really an anxious person that service helps best. That when I help other people, it helps me not to think about whatever it is that I'm worried about. So like last night, I taught a class just online. Um, and so I, I have my, you know, my online school. So I, I normally don't teach the classes on the weekend, but I was like, no, 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 I'm going to teach the class this Sunday. That helped a lot because people were like, oh my gosh, this was so good. And it felt so good that I ended up just said, you know what, let me jump on IG live and do a Q&A. 
And that felt really good because people were really like, thank you so much in the comments. And I could just see that there was like a collective sigh of like, oh, I get it. Okay. So for me, that helps. Um, But sometimes that also gives me more anxiety because then almost as soon as I finish teaching a class, I'm flooded with 10,000 new questions. So I'm like, I don't know if this is working. (laughs) Um, But service helps a lot. So I'm trying to figure out like what else for me, like not thinking about myself and thinking about other people and helping other people is is one of my go-tos and and honestly taking a nap. But lately, even naps are not helping. It's like stress naps. I feel like I'm dreaming. (laughs) I feel like I wake up like... Uh, corona. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't quite, I haven't quite found it yet. Although I'm grateful, Sharon, like for, for Christmas for myself, I, I gifted myself a home gym. Well, I don't know if it was like a gift, but you know, but I got myself a treadmill cause everything was on sale. I got myself a treadmill, a rower, and this like contraption for doing like abs and stuff. And it was all together because everything was on sale. It was $1,200 altogether. And the mats. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie. My my sister who um, stays with me, um, she is on it more than I am. But I was like, I need to go downstairs and use the home gym. So I think I'm going to try that as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, until it starts snowing, I was loving taking walks, you know. Um, And I took a walk with my daughter yesterday. I don't even know if we've ever done that before. It was just, it was wonderful. It's beautiful. And then I woke up and it's snowing. I'm like, what is happening? Um, Is that a sign? I don't know. It's, don't look for signs. You'll just drive yourself crazy. (laughs) I know, I know. It is hard. It is hard to sleep. And so I'm going to go back to the first thing that I said. I really had a restless night. And I'm like, why am I, I'm supposed to be calming people. I should not have a restless night. And I tell you, I felt better as soon as I did my list. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I conjure up my dad. He always had a pro con list. He, whenever there was a dilemma, he's like, get out the legal pad. No one even knows what that is. Anymore, I have but he one. Was, like, get out your paper. <laughs> and he's like, draw the line down the middle. What's the pro, the con. And I started making my list. And once I had my five point plan, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. Now I have a plan, you know? So it's, we all get anxious. And I, and I, and I have to say the financial advisors that have been forthcoming enough to to really share, they need a minute too. I mean, they're they're like you, Tiffany. They want to help. And so I think that helps them not be as afraid, um, or I shouldn't say as afraid, but but um have as much angst about what's happening. But this is unprecedented and there's gonna be data points that they even as experts haven't seen. That 30% number that you were talking about, uh, Mandy, that we haven't seen that. Um, and, and not recently and not in the time of many of these financial advisors practices. So they're also trying to figure out ways to de-stress. One financial advisor I talked to said that she, with her team, is having Zoom yoga and, boot, and Zumba boot camps, you know, so they can work out together. They had a quarantini party and they so they had a cocktail party together just so that they can they're helping other people, but they need to take a minute and help themselves too. So no matter what industry you're in, we just need a minute. Yeah, and I'm I'm a list girl too. I write my list in the middle of the night when I can't sleep. I love a legal pad. Shout out to your dad. Um, but no, I, <laughs> honestly, calling people has helped me. Video chatting, going for walks, a glass of wine, and not caring. Yes. A, almost to the point where I'm like, oh, my quarantine snacks are gone. And just like, let my diet go, you know, <laughs> do whatever you got to do. Um, shout out to the therapists out there too, who are doing um, yes. telecalls. I was on the phone with mine on Friday and she's fantastic. And I I really encourage you guys, um, you can get help from home virtually, even if you need to see a doctor, some doctors are doing virtual visits now. So still 
you know, check in with yourself and your body and, and uh, try and get what you need as best you can from home and, and keep listening to Brown Ambition because as far as we know, we, we're going to keep coming to you guys as we can each week. And we thank you so, so much, Sharon, for being so gracious with your time and for coming and sharing your wisdom. It was amazing to have you on the show today. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for having me and for all the work you all are doing. It's so important. Same to you. That's cnbc.com slash invest in you, right? Right. And Sharon, where can people find you on social? On social, you can find me on Instagram at Sharon Epperson CNBC. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sharon underscore Epperson. And you can find me on LinkedIn with Sharon Epperson. Perfect. And I'll, again, putting links to all of her social media profiles in the show notes. You guys continue sending us your questions and just, and even if it's not a question, how are you coping with this economic and health crisis right now? We'd love to hear from you. If you want to vent, send us your lists of what's going to make you feel better. Brown Ambition Podcast at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Instagram, Brown Ambition Podcast on the gram, uh, or go to our website, brownambitionpodcast.com and click ask us anything. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.